Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest in the building today. I have my fellow Czechy, Czech Institute student, my great friend, Gene Kelly, in the building. This is a really cool conversation that we have together. Gene is located in Australia, so we were talking about both of our experiences with COVID, the vaccine mandates, our thoughts on them, the importance of freedom, of choice. We speak deeply into how important it is for people to build awareness and understanding around themselves, what they want in their life, their dream, their health, and just have a great, open, vulnerable conversation about all of these things. And I'm really appreciative that I was able to have this conversation with Gene because, man, to see somebody that's on the other side of the world have such a similar way of looking at the world and also looking at ourselves as individuals is really inspiring. And it's a conversation I really think you're all going to enjoy. If you love this episode, please share with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you. I appreciate you. I love you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very, very, very special guest in the building today. I don't know if any of y'all have had this experience before, but this guest that I'm bringing on today, I feel like I've known this man for years and that we've been buds for the last decade at least, yet we really just met about a month ago, maybe a little bit more. But in my experience, I know when I meet a soul brother, that connection sparks right away and I can already tell this is the start of a beautiful beautiful relationship my man is a personal trainer holistic lifestyle coach breathwork coach positive influencer a writer a master of love and a master of the heart he is my buddy Gene Kelly how you doing brother dynamic blessings Alvi how you doing man thanks for having hey. me here dynamic blessings my brother no thank you so much and man it's so interesting for everyone listening gene and i were just rapping for about 20 minutes before i hit record and we're just going so deep into just everything we've been experiencing during these last you know year and a half two years going with covid and gene is in australia and if you know me i'm here in the united states and to talk about both of our experiences and to see how similar and also unique each of our situations has been has been you know really 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 fascinating and we were talking about how you know this dynamic that a lot of the mandates are are causing right now has been a huge challenge for me in terms of realizing like oh wow I'm not sharing my truth because I'm afraid of what other people might say and to me, that was so funny because I thought I had transcended that already, but it was a reminder that like, oh no, that's still something here that I get to work on. And then Gene started going into his thoughts and what he's experiencing now. And Gene, if you're comfortable, man, I would love for you to to dive back into that 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 family dynamic that you're you're feeling, kind of that 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 push and pull. Yeah. Well, if it's to make a bit more sense of this, can I share something that I've learned about the heart recently? Please. So each organ of our body has its own rhythm, okay? Its own natural kind of beat. And these are the life processes that animate our life experience. They're like the, the underpinnings of our actual life. And that's called coherence or autocoherence when mm-hmm. an organ has a beat, right? And when the coherence in one system increases, it can pull another system into coherence and synchronicity too. It's called cross coherence and these systems become entrained and this can create system-wide coherence or global coherence. And the reason I brought this up, Alvi, is because when I saw you, 
speaking your truth, expressing yourself. Um, it inspired me. It entrained me to do the same because I was, I was on that same journey. And I, what really drew me to you and how we met was that I saw you express that. And now that we're here going through this pandemic and we're starting to really confront what's happening with these mandates in our own families, um, seeing you talk about it is inspiring me to talk about it and express my mm. experience because we, we, you're in America, I'm in Australia, both Western democracies, and we're now being told that we must inject this thing into our body. And um, what I was saying before we hit record was, was this, is that when I play out the scenario um, where I don't want it, I don't feel comfortable getting it. I'm a you know 32-year-old man, personal trainer for 10 years, very healthy. Health is my number one um, value. And I live in a, live accordance to that value. So my immune system's good. I, I'm not at all afraid of COVID. Uh, but, you know, I haven't seen my family in a couple months because of this lockdown and, you know, you're starting to have to make this decision. Do I just get it so I can go see them and da 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 mm. And um, when I play out that scenario in my head where I, I imagine going to the clinic to get an injection that I don't want just so I can live the, the life uh, that I want to live, see my family, the, the way I feel when I imagine walking out of that clinic after getting that shot is I feel like a whore. Mm. I feel like I'm embodying the prostitute archetype because I've gone against what I feel is right for me for for others or, or so I can get my freedom back, you know. And um, that's like playing by the rules that someone else has set. You know, you know what I mean? Like to even to even go, oh, hang on. Why do I need, you know, these freedoms aren't yours to take. These right. are self-evident God-given rights that you don't touch. Your job is to make sure those rights aren't impeded by others, right? And now you're telling me I've got to take an injection. It's just so like, you know, my autonomy, my freedom is so important to me. And um, yeah, I, I that's why I've decided to not get the vaccine. I can't betray myself and I'm willing to like go to the end of that. I'm willing to endure the consequences of that, whatever they may be, um, just because I, I need to stay true to myself. It's so critical, especially in these times, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you, Gene, so much for sharing that story, your, your sentiments. And I'm really honored that my message was felt by, by you and it inspired you to speak up on these things as well. And so much of your story resonates with me. For anyone listening that didn't hear my my Instagram post that I put uh, a few weeks back, you know, I just really went deep from the heart in terms of how I'm looking at not just the vaccines, but more so just the mandates. And similar to what you said, Gene, for me, it's like, one, health is my number one value as well. And because of that, I live my life in such a way where I am extremely confident in my body, my mind, my soul, my spirit's ability to be resilient to damn near anything, right? Unless I got hit by a bus or something like that, something catastrophic, you know, when it comes to viruses and things like that, I wholeheartedly believe that I'll be okay. And it was that belief that always gave me peace during this time, even when, you know, the vaccine stuff was, was coming out. And, you know, I'm not here to make anyone who has taken the vaccine or or who wants to take the vaccine bad or wrong not at all i think everyone gets to have their own individual choice right to use your word the autonomy to do what they feel like is best for them and something that i shared with gene is that i truly believe because i've done this work and when i say this work just the the inner work right like the mental work the spiritual work the emotional work and, and obviously the physical work I have so much confidence in who I am and what I believe in that I can be myself during this time and I get to express myself freely and I get to be in, be in integrity with who I am. Whereas I make up that there's people right now who have taken the vaccine strictly because it's almost like the popular thing to do. It's the consistent messaging of like, hey, if you're a good person, you'll take this vaccine. If you care about people, you care about society, you'll take this vaccine. 
And it's and I get it. Like if someone is not completely rooted and grounded in who they are, I could see how that message would really hit them in the heart and then want to follow that. But at the end of the day, I think everyone should have the freedom, right? Keyword freedom to do what they think it's best. And I'm a huge proponent of ownership at the same time. So like if I do what I think is best for me and say, God forbid, something crazy happens to me off of one of my decisions, then I'll take ownership of it. I'm not going to sit here and try to blame another person, a system, anything like that, because I, I made the decision for myself. And something I see a lot here in the U.S., G, and I don't know if it's like this in Australia, but people have this like, not all people, but I'll say there's a certain group of people here in this country that kind of have like a a child parent relationship with the government where it's either like, you know, please, mommy and daddy government do everything for me. Or it can even look like like mommy and daddy government, leave me alone on my own person and I don't I don't want you to do anything for me or I blame you for having me be this way and like it's just so interesting um, just to see how much government involvement has happened here and how that's really dictated a lot of what we see in the media as well and that creates the narrative but yeah man I think it comes down to like the freedom and the autonomy and I really want to commend you for being in a place to speak your truth now yeah man well like I said it, it, when you've got when you follow your heart and live your truth and express that truth you can create entrainment with others and I think that's what's what's happened here so you know a big a big part of this was um I mean I think it always had it in me but definitely stepping up to that next level and being a leader in this time was very much inspired by you when, when things first got locked down in uh, 2020 um, I sort of stepped up and, and sort of went, okay, look, you know, I know a thing or two about how to manage challenges because I've lived it and been through some. And since being through some, I've done some reading on philosophy and how the Stoics, for example, thought about handling challenges. And when 2020 first hit, I kind of went, okay, well, guys, come on, we can get together and do this. And, and I embodied that. But then come 2021, when we got locked down again, I could come back and go, hey, guys, last year I spoke about this. Well, you know, it's been 18 months since then, and I've come out better than before, which is what I said was possible when we first got locked down. So now we're locked down again. Are you going to do what you did last time, or are you going to do what I did and level up? Right. Um, and I want to make clear as well before we go any further is that I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm, I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-autonomy. And I don't think right. it's rude, and I don't think there's anything wrong because, Alvi, we're in the health and fitness industry. So why is it that the people who I find have the most coherent, logical hesitancy about the vaccine are coming from the health and fitness industry? Because right. the health and fitness industry is full of shit. <laughs> the vast majority, majority of it is crap. And I'm talking right. about diets. Like we're, on, we're obviously on a different depth, right? Right. We've come to understand what it means to be healthy. I define being healthy as living in a way that supports optimal balance of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Right? I love that. So there's a difference, and we've got to draw this distinction between losing weight and getting healthy. And right. the health industry is, is uh, lumped in with the weight loss industry, which you could call the diet industry, where they want to sell you shakes and they want you to replace real food with powders which is basically just starving you. So you lose weight and they get there before and after photo and I feel great, but then obviously you can't sustain it. And because you've eaten so few calories, your metabolism slows down. Plus you're miserable because you're hungry. So then you fall <laughs> off track and now you go back to what you're eating before. But because your metabolism has now slowed down, you now gain the weight back and then more. And you repeat this right. process again and again and again until you're 50 and you're 30 kilos overweight. And then you find someone like me who's got to teach you how to love yourself so you right. can be healthy. So right. forgive me if I'm a little bit skeptical when someone else says to me what I need to do for my health. Because right. if I followed the United States Department of, Department of Agriculture's nutritional guidelines from the 1980s, if I followed those guidelines, I'd be eating 6 to 11 servings of rice, cereals, grains, and pastas per day. And hmm. I probably, probably would have been one of those people who contributed to the fourfold increase in diabetes in the 20 years since those guidelines were released. So forgive yep. me if I like to do my own research 
and try things out myself and make my own decisions instead of listening to other people. But I guess, you know, I'm empowered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry for being it, empowered and, and, you know. Yeah. And you know what's so funny about you being empowered is that, man, the, at least I, I would love to hear what it's like uh, on your side of the world. But here I've noticed that if, if a person in the U.S. starts to do their own research, there's been entities out there that, one, try to dumb every single person down and basically say, like, hey, you're not smart enough to go do your own research, so stop doing it and listen to us. That's one part that I've seen. Another part that I see often is, well, the, the points that you're making are all based off of misinformation and essentially misinformation how I define it, or at least how I've experienced it in this situation is essentially the information that you're looking at doesn't match up with the information that we believe in. So therefore it is misinformation. And at the end of the day, like, again, I tell all of my clients that I work with, just like Paul tells us, like, don't believe a damn word that I say, go research it and go try it for yourself. Go see if this works for you. Because at the end of the day, you're a bio-individual, meaning that you are completely unique in what's going to work for you. And me as a professional, all I can simply do, based off of all the research case studies and everything that I've learned, is start with a foundation that can be a starting point to see how can we ultimately optimize your health and your life overall. But right now, I see just a lot of like, hey, this is what we say, this is what it is, don't do any research, you don't need to. Right, and we're a lot alike in some ways, but different in others. And all humans are alike in that they are an organism that evolved from the natural world around us and so needs certain things to maintain its function, right? So we're talking water we're talking air we're talking material that we can take in to use as fuel but also material that we can use to rebuild ourselves so we would get that that would be called nutritional value which we get from food in the natural environment yep um so again we should, it's probably worth drawing the distinction between food and what's edible which i think is important too for sure <laughs> but we're, we're also designed to move we need to move and we need to rest so we need sleep right the, restoring the yin and the yang so the, those these are obviously all the foundation principles of of the, the Czech Institute, right? Which we're both students of. Yeah. And um, I think those do create a really wonderful starting point for anyone to get healthy, just by the fact that they're an organism, they're a Homo sapien, right? But what we also need to understand, and what you're referring to, is, is biochemical individuality. Paul says that we're as different on the inside as we are the outside, and this is true. And this is how you can get one diet being really healthy for someone another person eating that same diet and experiencing no change, and then a third person having that same diet and experiencing health problems. Right. You know what I mean? So this whole thing is an opportunity to become an adult. You know, like we've got to become an adult because the truth is there are equally qualified experts on, on both sides of the argument who may or may not be funded by special interest groups that want to sell you their idea. And all this is another form of someone pulling your puppet strings or this this father or parent-child relationship that you mentioned earlier. Ultimately, we need to know how to make our own decisions. And everything's nuanced. And, and it's not a matter of just piling up all the different arguments and seeing which stack is higher, right? There comes a time where you need to listen to your intuition and your heart. And you need to follow what your gut is telling you because there's something in that. There really, really is, you know. So I think it's it's too nuanced, and it's not you know left or right. It's more like a spectrum of people, you know. Right. Like like it's it's it's. I think something that I've maybe done in the past is to really try to whittle it down to two camps. But there's just so many varying ideas and concepts. And some some people get the vaccine and they didn't even think about it and they didn't worry about it and that's probably just a reflection of their values. doesn't mean it's they're a bad person, but it's you and I, because our values are health and it's a serious thing to inject yourself with something. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to take this lightly. I'm going to just, you know, maybe do some research or whatever it might be. Um, so some people aren't thinking about it and aren't passionate about it either way. 
you know, they're just sort of going along with it. And maybe yeah. those are the most dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it's, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, as far as people here, um, I don't think people understand that there's a lot of medical censorship going on. I mm. think people don't understand that all the mainstream news and all the, the tech giants, Google, Facebook, Instagram, all these things kind of create a layer. I, I kind of think of it as the deep web. Are you familiar with the deep web? I'm not, no. So, so, so there's like, the, what we see on the internet is like half a percent of the actual internet. Mm. And, and all, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can't access unless you get this special browser. Um, it's, it's where, have you heard of the Silk Road? That, that yeah. Web, that, so that was on the on the deep web or the dark web. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha, so, so, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's like that underground, that only... Okay. Deep, yeah, so I kind I'm of... I'm familiar with dark web. We call it dark sorry, web. Sorry, dark I've web. I've heard it, dark web. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, 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 so it's this underground hidden side of the internet where the majority of stuff goes down, right? And, and most people only see this layer. Well, I feel like the powers that be have put another layer on top of that where you can only see... If you're sticking to the main websites like YouTube, mainstream news, Instagram, Facebook, Google, you right. can't crack that that ground, right? But if you just scratch a little bit, it's very easy to find a lot of doctors and experts that are being censored that you won't hear yeah. about on these platforms, that are being actively censored on these platforms, that you know, YouTube's just announced um, that they're, they're banning any content uh, if you speak out against any vaccine at all. Mm. So it's like, okay, so now we can't talk about studies. You know right. what I mean? Like, and, and Facebook, you, you know, you've got this little shitty thing at the thing that basically says, oh, this guy's talking about COVID. Don't listen to this person. Click our link. This is the truth. You know, it's right. so it's, it makes it very hard and people just don't realize. So when you do some digging and you find legitimate experts and you research them and go, okay, this guy's legit and you come out saying, hey, a, B, C, and D, they go, like, it, it's just like my little, you know, conspiracy theory over here in this little <laughs> in, on this little corner of Facebook cannot, well, maybe it, maybe it can, but it, it's hard to have that person hear you when you've got the noise of all the giants screaming the other way. And this is where it comes down right. to, to, to being a, an individual and an adult where you've got to do your own research because... At the very least, if you do your own research, you would begin to understand why some people are at least hesitant and would like to exercise their freedom to choose and not get the vaccine. And they're not a bad person for doing so. In fact, you're a bad person for making them, you could argue. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And you, you gave it the perfect word when you talked about how nuanced it really all is. And that's what I think is so interesting in this time right now is that you know, a lot of nuance just gets thrown out the window, like, you know, especially right now with all of the um, with all the COVID and all the vaccine stuff. And then even earlier than that, with a lot of the, you know, racial issues that were going on here in the United States, like a lot of nuance was missing. And it's just so interesting to me where the way I perceive at least my experience of the world, like how I see it from my eyes looking out is that everything is, not everything, a lot of things are really geared towards division, right? It's like there's only these two sides. There's only these two camps. If you're not in agreement with everything I say about this thing, well, now that means that you're my enemy, you're the other side, you're bad, you're wrong, you got to go. And I remember seeing, and, and I actually posted this on my Instagram once, there was this, I forgot who the person was, but somebody basically in an article, in a quote, was saying that, you know, everyone who doesn't have the vaccine that dies, like, they deserve it. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along those lines. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, you've seen that before, That that sentiment, yeah. Right. And then I I put on on my story, I put a poll. I said, hey, is this hate speech, right? And I still got about, like, 20, 25% of people who said no, that that's not hate speech. And I was just like, huh. I just made up in my mind, like, wow, these people, because somebody not getting a vaccine doesn't fit their viewpoint of what should be going on in the world, literally thinks it's okay to say that some person or some group of people should die. And I was just like, wow, that is so, 
for me, just sad. Really, really sad. Well, the, the way I see it, I think you're right. And I think the reason why division is so popular is because it gives people an avenue to be horrible people, but feel they're being virtuous for being so. Right. I can express my true hatred and my resentment. I can, an opportunity to express this in a way that makes me a better person. Right, it's this victim perpetrator kind of complex. It's like revenge, right. and um, again, just because I can see so much reflection of our real world in the body, I just I discovered something about cells. And cells are single-celled organisms. Our bodies are made up mm-hmm. of trillions of them, and they're remarkable little things. They're their own little systems, like these single-celled organisms, and they take in nutrients and create energy and eliminate waste. They've got their own thing going on. And a single cell might go through a lot of crap. Like, for instance, it's got to get rid of some waste. Okay, It's got to go through some crap. But that's a normal part of that cell's function. Issues only arise when cell-to-cell communication breaks down. That's when tissue starts to rot and you, you get sick. Right. So what I'm saying here is that as individuals, we might go through our own shit. We've got a whole bunch of history that has ultimately led to this moment which shapes our perceptions and how we see things and how we react and how we feel. And that's all all okay and normal. That's life. But when you start to break down communication between individuals and you start to be... Can I swear, Alvin? Absolutely. In Australia, we'd say if you start to be a cunt, that would mean that society starts to rot and break down. Mm. And this is what I'm seeing is happening very much, um, I think, in, in, in the West, is that people can no longer respect each other's choices and, and freedoms. And instead, mm. it, you must follow this. You must believe that. And it's like, well, there is nuance. And there is a little bit more to it than that. And, you know, I've got my own life experiences too. But that doesn't mean... That gives me permission to treat you horribly. Right. And it doesn't give you permission to treat me horribly because whether we like it or not, we're in this together. Yeah. And the end, if we keep going down this route of division, is one of us, there's, there's only room on this world for one of us, mm. right? Which means someone's got to die, which means violence. That's right. that, If you take it right to the end, that's where it is. Instead... Maybe we should learn to communicate to each other and focus on ourselves and nurture our tools and, you know, find that peace within and that way what someone else does doesn't phase you. Wouldn't that be better? Wouldn't that be like putting your system in coherence which can then inspire others to become more coherent and then we can all operate as a single organism of individuals? And that, that that's how society's worked for the most part. Like if you look around, things are still... It's a miracle that this whole thing even works. So, so <laughs> For you, sure. you know, but but um, but that that's what I think. It's and I also think it's d- driven by profits too. Like you mentioned, division. Like everything's driven by division. I think it, it's a lot of it's driven by profit because, like I said, this this idea of nuance. You can't explore nuance in a thirty second news clip before you've got right. to, before you've got to get to the next commercial. And then you've got to do the segment to get more viewers and then something controversial happens and then, oh, so-and-so wore a dress to the Met Gala and you know know what I mean? It's (laughs) like, it's it's appealing to the lowest, lowest common denominator. This is why sex sells, Alvi. And actually, like this, this is probably something cool we could jam on. When you understand the brain, and again, this idea of that we're an organism, you can understand how all these companies realize this. Right, and, and that they're exploiting this part of it. So, for example, we need food as an organism. We need food because food in nature gives us nutritional, uh, gives us nutrients. Yep. And that nutritional, those nutrients, allow our bodies to use that energy for fuel and life processes like replacing cells. Yep. So we're driven to eat, and what drives us to eat, what gives us the instinct to eat, is the palatability of the food. So in nature. If the human organism ate what it found palatable, it would get nutrition, uh, the nutrients it needs to function, circle of life. Yep. Now, in the modern world, we've created foods that don't exist in nature 
that have skyrocketed palatability right. and have really dropped nutritional value. Yep. So what this means is that these natural instincts to eat high density foods, high calorie foods, high sugar foods, foods that are palatable, that feel good in the mouth, that sound good when you crack the bag open, there are literally teams of scientists working to get the mouth feel right. Yeah. And and to get like that smell when you first open up that packet. You know, mm-hmm. like there's a literally teams of chemists working in food companies to make that so they can sell products. And it's all hijacking these fundamental biological mechanisms that are designed to help us seek food to survive and have this human experience. And it's being exploited. That's why again, sex sells because we've got this innate drive to reproduce. Right. It's in the reptilian brain, so sex sells. And then uh, fear is a big thing for humans because we've got this reptilian brain that's designed for survival. So if you can make the human feel unsafe, it will keep searching for something, watching the news, am I safe yet? Or, or can I buy this right. product and then I'll be safe? Or we need food, water and shelter, right? The modern equivalent of that would be resources. So if you get the brand new car and the new clothes, you're going to be able to flex that you have resources and that's going to help you get a mate. And then you got love right. and connect. You know what I mean? So it's all, when you understand these dynamics of the brain, um, you can see how it bubbles up into human behavior. But then we rationalize it because what separates us from the animals is we've got this human part of our brain, which is uh, mm. built basically for storytelling and meaning and high level thought. But what happens is when our animal side starts to bubble up and we act in a way that maybe later on we realize, why did I do that type of thing? <laughs> it was, you know, that animal. It's like, well, then you rationalize. So we, right. can, we can act like absolute bloody animals and then rationalize it and throw in a sprinkle of virtue signaling too to make mm-hmm. sure it's all right. And animals are very tribal too. So there's an element of that division. But, um, but we're, we're absolutely being exploited. And, and the answer to this, I think, is awareness. Like when you can yes. become aware. So I call it awareness and understanding. So mm. become aware of this, understand it. And then when you can love and accept that side of you and incorporate the animal into your being, you know, love the side of you that wants to fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love, love the side of you that, that wants to eat and also loves to lift. Like these animal sides of you. Go take, um, I do jiu-jitsu and that was a life changer for me because now I could feel safe. I had the skills to defend myself. Mm. Like, like it, it's, it's, a, it's a call to create yourself, something like that, to become a bigger whole, incorporate all the parts of you into this, this whole, this new emergent whole that can operate in the world and, inspire others to do the same because then you don't have to don't have to rely on a vaccine for everything to be okay because once you get the vaccine you're going to need something else you're going to need that car (laughs) you're going to need the booster you know what i mean like it all it's it's all it's all within people and that's what people get wrong you know people come to me and they ask hey what diet should i be on and it's like you trying different diets is taking all your attention from the one place you should be looking within Mm. When, when you eat Pay attention to how you feel. Start to find some patterns and start losing the stuff that makes you feel like shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like form a relationship with yourself. Love yourself. Yeah. This is what it's about, man. Like this is the message that we need to get out there. Like 100%. this is what we need right now. 100%, man. And I, and I love how beautifully you stated all of that because I'm in, a, in 100% agreements, right? Like it really does come from this place up awareness and understanding of to your point first the self right it's like what has me make the decisions that i make right am i in my reptilian brain or am i in my amygdala you know what i'm saying am i in my prefrontal cortex right to make these higher decisions or am i making these decisions out of fear and understanding that that fear that people are playing on is meant to exploit you it is meant to make you feel a certain way it is meant to make you take certain decisions or or make certain decisions in your life and yeah bro the the food thing is spot on right like that hyper palatability making sure like we're going to make this thing so so sweet or we're going to make this thing just taste so damn good and make it so it's literally addicting to you they call that they call it the bliss point alvi it's called the bliss Mm. points in the chemists where these foods are created i'm not I'm not making this up, man. They have terms, mouthfeel, bliss point. This is all designed to hijack your brain. Yeah, yeah. And then it goes to thinking, it's like, why is it that they want to hijack your brain? Like, at the end of the day, like, 
I live in America. I love capitalism. Capitalism's fine. But like any system, it can be taken to a, a dark place, to a shadowy it place. It can become corrupted. Exactly. It can become corrupted. And what happens if you're someone out here who is eating this hyper palatable processed foods all the time, becoming addicted to it? Well, then, yeah, you're going to become obese. You're going to become a type two diabetic. You're going to have high blood pressure, right? Heart disease, all these things. And now you are a customer to arguably the biggest industry in the world, pharmaceuticals, right? And even with these vaccines, like I remember a lot of people saying like, oh, the, it's so great. You know, the vaccine is free, this, that, the other. That shit ain't free. Oh, you're paying like, somehow, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're paying for it. And best believe, like down the road, it'll just become part of one of the vaccination schedules. And then they're getting paid all that money for that. And, and not even to take it to that point, but I, I want people to understand that a lot of things that happen in the world are not by accident. <laughs> it, it's, it's very intentional. And typically a lot of these entities that you think would have your health at the forefront don't have your health at the forefront, right? They're thinking more about profits. Well, I've got, oh man, I've got so many books that kind of link all these bits of the puzzle together. But there's one called um, Rockefeller Medicine Men. And it's all about how the Rockefellers funded like the medical schools mm-hmm. and, and, and did it in such a way that it was all for um, prescription. It was all like medication based. You know what I mean? Like, and this is the whole paradigm that doctors operate in now. Like you don't see many doctors, certainly not the majority saying, okay, you're drinking enough water. How's your sleep? Do you exercise at all? You know, how, how much organic whole food do you eat? You know, like how in alignment are you with that animal side of you that needs these certain things to survive? Because if you aren't getting it, you're not going to feel at ease. That's the thing. When we don't have these resources, we go through the stress response. The the stress response is uncomfortable, both physically and emotionally. Um, It's uncomfortable to motivate action. Like you don't roll over unless you get a bed sore. Okay, so so when when you're you're dehydrated, when you don't have adequate nutrition, when you're not getting enough sleep, when you haven't exercised, you will start getting these stress signals. That's your body saying, "Move, motherfucker! You you need right. you need something. Like go drink some water." I had a headache the other other day, Alvi, and I do have some um, Panadol, so some headache tablets up on top of my fridge, mm-hmm. and I I my I went to maybe I thought about having some, and then I thought, well, hang on, have I had water? I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to have some water first. And I was like, man, how many people are walking around with headaches, popping these pills when they just need water? I've got a book here recommended by Paul Check, Your Body's Many Cries for Water. Mm-hmm. And that book talks about how dehydration can result in many mental and emotional issues. So people, there are, there are people out there, Alvi, who are taking medication for mental health conditions who are just dehydrated. Right, like that's a thing. It's yeah, it's got to do with your cell function. Like if you're, it's right. like like if if one system is out of coherence, it's not going to pull another into coherence, right? So right. If, if the cells are functioning poorly, if they're functioning poorly, as above, so below. If you're di- right. dehydrated, your cells aren't working. What makes you think the organism that you are that is made up of those cells is going to be of high quality? Right, right? You, you don't can't be. You, you can't be. You can't build a blue house out of red bricks. Right, it's very, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean. So you know, and and certainly a, a diet's not going to fix it. At least, at least by diet I mean uh, you know powdered meal replacements, that that crap. You know what I mean. Right. P- people are in this position; right. they're a mess, and it's so nuanced, and they just want a magic bullet. And um, if there was a magic bullet, it'd be self love. But yeah, um, there you go. Like and a bit of self respect, you know, and um, yeah. that type of thing. Not not that I'm implying people who aren't healthy don't respect themselves, or you know, but but you need to act. Like to me, if you act like you love and respect yourself, you look after yourself. Right. You know, if and it's you, intentional. Right. Yeah. Right? Totally. It's totally. one of those things. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think, you know, again, going back to your idea of of awareness and understanding, if a person isn't being intentional about saying like, Hey, how can I make myself as healthy as possible? Like literally like that's the mindset. How can I be as healthy as possible? If that's not on the forefront of someone's mind, how could they put in the right steps to make sure that they're doing all the things that they get to do on a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual level? 
I remember for me, you know, the way that I was even introduced to all this stuff was by first changing the way I ate. Once I started yeah. to eat really, really well, that is literally what started my personal growth journey. I remember you it was saying literally that. like, yeah, it's really like, oh shit, I eat really good food. And now I realize that emotionally, I'm not pissed off all the time. <laughs> I'm not trying to fight somebody if they step on my shoes in the club. You know what I mean? You didn't not, do that. I'm not did looking you? at somebody. I can't oh, imagine bro, you. Be, I was that guy. You weren't bro, that. No, I was that guy, oh, bro. Man, and that's what that's why I laugh so much about this because so <laughs> many people when they meet me say between now or the last I don't know five six years. This big teddy bear. They just man. can't. They can't believe it. Oh, a hundred percent. But it's one of those things where I realized, like, man, it didn't change until. I changed the way I ate and that opened the door for everything else. And it's funny too, like one of my coaches, uh, Mike DeSanti, great guy, shout out to Mike. He, he told me this distinction between being peaceful and being a pushover, right? Because right now, I still can have all of that rage inside of me. I can still have the anger. I can still be ready to fight all of these things. But I know how to channel that energy in a more productive way for how I want to live my life. But best believe if I needed to, I could bring that out and I could be ready to go in the the snap of a finger versus the pushover. These are the people who are, you know, super nice, super polite. They don't have like a choice. Out the way. They don't have a choice but to be nice. Exactly, it, because it, they're afraid of getting their ass whooped. It's the distinction between weak and being vulnerable. And and, right. and a whole person um, integrates their vulnerability, and but but also that aggressive side that is necessary, because that's life, man. Like you, you can't you can't be you need to be strong, and it's virtuous to right. be strong, which is also being torn down, I think, in in, in the Western society at the moment. Um, oh, for sure. But yeah, man, you, like you, you can't you cannot be a pushover. You need to have that mongrel in you, that peaceful warrior. You know what I mean? Because uh, I think extremes are like being too aggressive but too weak. You're out of balance. Yeah, We've got to find balance. And the other thing that I wanted to say is in regards to, you spoke about intention. You've got to have intention to be healthy. Reminds me of a great quote. Um, If you don't know which port you sail to, no wind is favorable. Mm. Right? So if if you don't know where you're going, you're just going to, probably end up somewhere you wouldn't have chosen for yourself that's the that's the way i see it because people love that they haven't been paying attention to their health for decades then they come to me right. and they're they're you know in their late 40s or whatever and they've got a lot of work to do um and finally they're getting some good advice because the other thing as well they've probably tried things before but they're just getting bad advice which is where i think right. the health and fitness industry has a lot to answer for as well as right. usda and nutritional guidelines and all that of but course. but people just aren't paying attention you know, and, and so they end up go, oh, fuck, how'd I get here? How'd I get so unwell? It's like, well, right. you, you got to have an aim. You know, you've got to have something to aim at. Absolutely. And it's such a great point because nobody gets obese, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, any of those things overnight. It's typically because of the continuous chronic actions that a person was taking and then they start to, they notice it after it's manifested for such a long time. And typically by the time they notice it, it's it's very late in the process. And now there's a lot of work to do. And that's why I help a lot of people try to realize, whether they're my client or a friend, family member, whoever, if you want to get out of a situation fast, understand you didn't get into it fast, right? It took time to get you to that spot. So why wouldn't it take you time to get out of it? And to your point, you got to know like, yeah, you know, a lot of the information that's coming from the fitness and the health industry is is promising you like, hey, you do this thing, like you're going to lose 30 pounds in a month. Or hey, you eat, you drink this drink for the next 30 days and you're going to lose 25 pounds. And it's like, what nah. what what those approaches are doing is they're taking a a weight loss approach, which is a symptomatic approach. We, again, it comes yep. to this idea of drawing the distinction between weight loss and getting healthy. When you focus on weight loss, you're cutting the top of the weed off. But weight mm-hmm. gain is a result of a lack of being as healthy as we could be, right? So when you make the focus on getting healthy, which is rooted in self care, self love, self respect, um, empowerment, education, 
all that sort of stuff. When you learn how to be healthy, not only will you lose weight, but you'll feel better. A lot of people, I think, who take these approaches, they lose weight and think that's being healthy. But now they're just miserable and skinny or, or, right. or, or skinny and miserable instead of being fat and miserable. You know what I mean? It's like, right. that's not health, dude. That, that's it's, And again, this is, you think you saw this when I, when I posted on Instagram. It's like losing weight and being healthy is the, is the distinction between being alive and living. Right. Right. And um, yeah, I, I think I think if people can focus on being healthy, they will be able to live and um, be much happier for it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent for, for the people listening, Gene, who say they do want to get their health better, but maybe they don't know where to start. What would you say are like a couple of the most tangible things that they could start literally today that could improve their health dramatically? The first thing I would say is, the first thing I would say is that it's what you said you need to understand that you didn't get here overnight so it's not gonna you're not gonna get out of here overnight what you need to understand is that wasn't one big weekend of partying that caused you to wake up 30 kilos overweight it was consistent action now most mainstream approaches that gonna that proclaim to help you undo this they're very Mm. intense approaches they're the diets, they're the, the magic bullet, right? Something very intense. But you got to understand that it wasn't intensity that got you here. It was consistency. So you need to use your awareness to find what actions you're consistently engaging in that across time could lead you to a state of poor health. Because the answer lies in your habits, what you do daily. If you want to change your life, change what you do daily. And... What that also means is understanding that these habits, by definition, a habit is an activity that's been repeated enough to become automatic. So mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of stuff we do, the brain can process about 50 bits of information per second. Sorry, consciously process 50 bits of information per second. In the background, it processes 220,000 other things without us even realizing, mm-hmm. which means right. for every one thing that we notice, there are 220,000 other things happening in the background. So... Mm. So I guess what I'm saying is start to watch yourself because you ever had the experience when you're driving home and all of a sudden you pop up the driveway and you go, fuck, I was driving that whole time. Right. That, that's how we operate in the world, okay? Because we want to only focus on what's immediately uh, in front of us that might uh, jeopardize our survival and our safety. Everything else can sort of run an autopilot. As a result, we form these bad habits that are consistently running every day. So as far as what I would recommend that you can implement, I'm not sure how practical this is. I mean, it's incredibly practical, but it means you need to start using your own brain is you need to become Mm. aware. What do you do when you first wake up? Do you check the phone? Well, that's one more moment that you're going to remain dehydrated and compromise your cell functions. So there's one. You know, when you wake up, the very first thing you do should be to drink a glass of water. Start hydrating. So I I say hydrate, meditate, nourish. First thing in the morning. Mm. Have a glass of water, do five minutes of steady breathing, bring your body into coherence, then go eat something of nutritional value. So we're not talking cereal. Hydrate, meditate, <laughs> nourish. Another thing they could do is start going to bed on time. You know, sleep isn't a pillar of health, it's the foundation. And yeah. when when you actually study and understand sleep, it it is I don't, I don't use this lightly, but it is God. It should be treated like God. And the way you mm. worship God is by going to bed on time. And if, if you mm. can treat health, uh, sorry, sleep with that degree of seriousness, you will finally allow your body to restore the balance. Because when we're awake, that's the external world. That's our yang. That's stimulation. It's stress. We need to balance it out with yin, some time in the internal world. And right. Ali, I'm, uh, Alvi, I'm sure you know this, that the internal world has a lot more to offer than the external world. Yeah, There's so, sure. there, I know it. I, I mean, if I heard this when I, a couple of years ago, I would have said, "What are you talking about?" But seriously, there's so much inward that people just don't spend any time in. The only time they do spend inward is when they're asleep, and even that's compromised due to them scrolling on their phones. They're using sleeping pills, which is sedation, not sleep. There is a difference. So just right. by getting adequate sleep, I mean, again, cater to your organism, meditate, hydrate, nourish. 
get adequate sleep and go for a walk. Do something that you enjoy and something that you can sustain. Changing your health is like turning around a tanker, okay? One of those big ships. Degree by degree is how you turn that around. Mm. Your health is not a speedboat that you can whip around. Anyone that says that it can, they're trying to sell you something. Right. Okay? So, it's a practice. That, the last thing is it's a practice. Mm. There's no finish line for health. It's a way of being. It's something you do forever, right? So, it's not something you do for a little while then go back to your old ways. It's, it's a way of living. Um, so, I would say that. So, there's no rush to finish it. And you can have it all. This doesn't mean cutting out your favorite food. It's just about enjoying that food that maybe isn't so good for you with a bit more moderation so it doesn't compromise mm. your health and therefore your whole life experience. Mm. You can have it all. Let's go. You can have it all, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, everything that that Gene just said there, it's extremely practical. A lot of these things don't cost any money. It doesn't cost any money to get to sleep on time might cost a little something to drink some water in the morning maybe right it doesn't take anything to meditate it's going to cost you a lot more to not do these things put it that way facts big big facts big big facts and that's something it's funny you say that that's literally what i always say when people tell me that food is too expensive i'm just like look you can pay for the food now are you gonna pay for it later through high ass insurance you know what i'm saying it's like yeah i don't have time it's like like what do you mean you don't have time there is literally nothing more important than this like you are going to get more time like when like when you're in hospital like about to check out way before your time it's like are you going to think back man i probably should have drunk that water or gone for that walk or something like people think too short term alvi they've got to start thinking long term okay we're talking about adding years to your life at the end of the road when you're like oh man i wish i had just a little bit more time it's like, we'll start planting those seeds now so you can sit in the shade later. It's critical. People think way too short-term. This is serious. And this is why we're here to change the world, huh? Damn right. Damn right. And, you know, Gene and I are the same age. We're both 32 years old as the time of this recording. And, Gene, I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like people our age, like I tell my friends all the time, if you don't make the change now, like you're getting ready to hit that window of your life where shit's going to start hitting the fan real fast and it's going to be real shitty. So it's like, what do you want to do? How do you want your life to be? Oh, dude, like, I don't know if this is the situation for you, but I remember dating into my late 20s and early 30s. You really see some of the fruit of people's lifestyles in that decade since high school. Like, you're just seeing how some people look from living a certain way for 10 years versus how other people look. And, and don't get me wrong, I love women in all shapes and sizes. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like, like you, you, you say 30, you, you look like 45, you know what I mean? Whereas some right. look like, you know, like it's, you you wear your level of health. You really do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And um, you can really see that because as, as we get to our age, you can't get away with, partying every weekend and staying up late like you just you you pay for it and and you can tell so you know when hopefully we're going to live to like well you and i will live to like 90 and and 100 and that kind of thing oh yeah i'm trying to be i'm thinking about 120 but i feel yeah let's do it but let's go but but um you know you got to remember that like you've got at least like the general pop is at least probably 60 70 years so if you're fearing if you're feeling lousy at 30 like like another three decades of living this way, things don't stay the same. They either get better or worse. They do not stay the same. Right. So like start start just, you know, drinking some of that water now. And it's health is synonymous with freedom to me, Alvi. It's freedom. Mm. Like people people again, it's this this diet culture approach where you've got to restrict. Health is about removing restrictions, removing mm. barriers, removing limitations, and experiencing a life of freedom. If you are upset about getting rid of that bowl of lollies or candy, well, you probably don't have a big enough dream. You don't have a big enough vision for your life. You're probably not take like you probably haven't sat down and really thought about what life is and what a gift it is. Because Mm. if you're not willing to sacrifice that those lollies for something grander, which everyone is capable of, by the way, we all have access to this infinite human potential. And I believe that the way we repay the gift of life is by realizing that potential. And part of that is expressing ourselves and helping others. 
Okay, so in whatever way makes your heart come alive through expressing yourself and helping others, that's how you realize your potential. But instead, you, you, who knows? Like the, Again, there's just a lack of direction and intention, I think. They don't realize what they're truly capable of. And when I work with people, I just see all this potential that I want to help them manifest. And a lot of people do. Sure. A lot of people do manifest that, but a lot of people, um, they don't want it for themselves. It seems, mm. you know, and that, that's one of the challenging things as a coach sometimes is that you want it so bad for them and you know they can do it, but they're just caught, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we can't want it more than they want it for themselves. And, and that's something that I learned through my mom's death is that, you know, I wanted some stuff so bad for her that she didn't want that I ultimately let it affect one, my peace, and, and even more important than that, like my relationship with her and, and how I showed up uh, towards her. And man, it's been um, just an interesting journey these last couple months as I've been writing my book, which is all about really my transformational life lessons from my mom's untimely death. And my mom was very much this person that we've been talking about throughout this entire um, podcast. And yeah, man, it's just one of those things where reliving where I was and how I was treating her and just where she was in her life, it's a big reason why I'm so passionate about the work that I do today. It makes me be super intentional about how I show up and that I do lead with compassion. And even in a, in a situation like this, where we're talking about, you know, all the challenges of, of COVID and, and the frustrations I get when I see people literally just ready to give all of their freedoms away just because and it's like okay how do I still come from a place of love and compassion and be fully self-expressed at the same time and, and it's been a fun challenge I've been enjoying it so I appreciate you uh you know being here and having this uh amazing in-depth conversation with me because I think it's so important for as we can see based off where we're both living for the world Totally, man. And I want to thank you for being such an inspiration and an example. Like, I think that's all we can really do is be the example to want it for someone else. I think it's important if we do that with compassion, as you said, but to let our happiness um, depend on what someone else does is to put our happiness in something we don't control, which, like I said, is a castle made of sand. And um, the other thing I wanted to say was that it's such a example of what you're doing because the untimely death of your mother which by the way that story when you told me that story when you came on my podcast i I didn't know some of those details and it hit me like a ton of bricks Mm. but i mean when someone losing their mother could be the end for them you know what i mean that would be looking at what is obviously a tragic situation but what i think you're doing that is so magical is that you're honoring your mother by taking that situation and seeing what you can make out of it right so therefore giving her untimely death meaning and therefore helping Mm. so many more people through her you know what i mean it it just creates this remarkable ripple effect and yeah man thank you for what you're doing and for inspiring me you know i got the blue yeti mic i'm i'm interviewing people (laughs) like um hell yeah it, it just it's making me like level up and and just just be me and be the example loud and clear and hopefully bring other people into coherence too and we can all lead the charge on this. I can't wait to see where we're at in another decade, man. In 10 years, we're going to be 42, not even prime, but another decade of, of, of sending this message out. Can you imagine yeah. that we, we, you know, it's, we'll be leading a movement. It's so exciting to be on the journey right here, right now. To the people listening right here, you're on the journey with us. It's, um, yes. it's so special and hopefully you're getting some value from this and feeling the love too. Mm, mm, big love i'm literally smiling from ear to ear right now so gene i appreciate you so much brother and for everyone that's listening please check out gene online gene where can everyone find you i'm around um on instagram it's at gene kelly pt um add me on facebook gene kelly it's me sitting in in some ice i don't mind people adding me on facebook and we can form a relationship there I, i put a bunch of my writings on there um that's about it. Yeah. Just Instagram, Facebook. Instagram's probably the way to go. At Gene Kelly right, PT. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Everyone, make sure you go check him out on Instagram. Again, that's Gene Kelly PT. He's always enlightening, sharing love, sharing amazing information. 
And I'm super, super, super grateful to have you as a soul brother, Gene. Likewise, man. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. You're the first person to invite me to be part of a podcast. So let's go. We crushed it. Dude, we're going somewhere. We're on a journey. We're going somewhere. This wasn't happening before. Now it is. (laughs) Bro, that's how life gets to be. We doing it. That's it, man. Now, thank you very much, Albie. Hey, much love, my brother. Much love.